This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some say this was the most surprising transfer in the history of football. This story starts at West Ham United in the 2009 January transfer window. The players are on the team bus on their way to Fulham for a game in the Premier League when a mobile phone rings. Julian Faubert, one of the West Ham players, picks up his phone. On the other end of the line is a Frenchman who says he works for Real Madrid. This man tells Faubert that Real Madrid wants to sign him. But Faubert feels like this isn't serious, like someone is trying to prank him. So he says he doesn't want to be bothered. He has a game to play. Faubert switches off his phone. After the game, Faubert switches his phone back on. He has 40 text messages and a couple of missed calls from his agent. His agent is stressing out because Real Madrid really wants to sign him and they have to hurry up because the transfer deadline is rapidly approaching. In this episode of our podcast, we tell the amazing story of a man who was born in poverty in a French harbor and ended up making one of the most unexpected transfers in the history of football. This is the crazy story of Julien Faubert and his transfer to Real Madrid. It's a story about frantic phone calls on deadline day, playing with a Ballon d'Or winner, being wrongly framed by the media and finding peace in the south of France. My name is Sam van Raalte. And welcome to the home of football, a podcast by 433. Let's go. To be honest, it was crazy. I had 40 text messages from my agent to say, call me back, call me back, call me back. 
<laughs> it was incredible. Do you know what? I, I, I think that still goes down as one of the most bizarre transfers in football in history. It's incredible. I, 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 no one knew what to say. All the kids want to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. Me, to be there realizing a, a dream, it's incredible. It's a different world. And when you start to warm up on the side, it's crazy. They want to kill you. Several sports media, including Sport Bible, called Julian Faubert's transfer from West Ham United to Real Madrid the most bizarre transfer in the history of football. So, I've always been curious about the full story behind the transfer. To reconstruct this story, I spoke with Julian Faubert himself, a journalist from Madrid and a West Ham fan. It took a little bit of work to reach Julien Faubert because he currently lives and works in the south of France. And my French is terrible. But after a couple of tries, I got his number. Hello. Hey, Julien. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm great. How was your day today? Yeah, everything is good. We're working hard, so everything's okay. Faubert currently works as an assistant manager at Etoile Fréjus Saint-Raphaël, a club in the fourth tier of French football. The town Fréjus is located in the south of France, at the Côte d'Azur, below the city of Nice. That's where Faubert is living now, but his story started in a very different coastal city in France, way up north, called Le Havre. That's where Faubert was born in 1983, and where he grew up in poverty, with his mother and siblings. I come from a, a really poor area. You don't have uh, many options. Uh, the option there is uh, football, uh, prison, or if you if you're good, you work at school. So it was a, it was a tough place, but uh, my child my childhood was really good. I live with uh, with my mom only mm. and and my and my brothers. So like I never had the last uh, pair of uh, sneakers. I never had the last. Uh, tracksuit but I was really happy you know I was uh, always outside playing football and uh, and uh, my mom was uh, always always uh, looking after me you know she work uh, so wake up at four in the morning and uh, come back at home at 11 p.m so yeah it was tough for her but you know my I have uh, a great memories great happiness but the the main thing is uh, I received uh, a lot of love from her so yeah it was a good good memories. Hmm. For my childhood. Love is, in the end is all you need, right? Exactly. So, Faubert's mother had three jobs. Getting up at four in the morning, returning at 11 at night. Faubert was a talented football player. As a kid, Faubert gets the opportunity to enroll in the Cannes Football Academy. He leaves his mother in Le Havre as a 13-year-old to try to become a professional football player in Cannes, over a thousand kilometers away from home. It's hard for Faubert in Cannes. He misses his mother and has to get surgery a couple of times after injuries. But he perseveres. After a couple of years at Cannes, Faubert makes a transfer to Bordeaux, which is a top team in France at the time. Faubert immediately plays a lot at Bordeaux. In 2006, he even makes his national debut for France, in a friendly game against Bosnia-Herzegovina. As a 23-year-old, Faubert is sharing a dressing room with players like Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira and William Galas. He gets the number 10 jersey, which was last worn by Zinedine Zidane, who just retired after headbutting Marco Materazzi in the 2006 World Cup final. Faubert is brought on in the 69th minute against Bosnia-Herzegovina, replacing Frank Ribéry. The score is 1-1. 20 minutes later, 
Faubert scores the winning goal for France right before the final whistle. Faubert is on fire for Bordeaux as well that season, so several clubs want to sign him in the summer of 2007. Faubert is about to sign for Glasgow Rangers when West Ham United calls his agent. We were sitting at the restaurant with the the Glasgow Glasgow people and they was taping the the contract and the, we was ready to sign and my my agent received a phone call. He go out and talk talk talk, come back and send me a message. Said to me, Julian, in five minutes we go out. We're gonna talk. We we have to talk. We went out and he said to me, Julian, we have a club, a London club, Premier League club. Uh, what do you think? I said straight away. I said I want to go there because it was my dream to to go in Premier League. So he said, okay, let me arrange things with Glasgow and we leave. We take the private jet and we went to, to Bordeaux to sign with West Ham. I, I think it, it take, it take what, 15 minutes. Everything was settled already. My agent prepare what we wanted uh, on the plane. And then they, they was agreed straight away and, and I signed for West Ham. Ah, that's, that's crazy. How did that feel, man, to, to go to West Ham United? It was what I dreamed for a long time, and, uh, and I was there. Now I was, I was ready, and uh, and uh, and yeah, I was, I was crazy. I, I give a big hug to my to my manager, and then uh, and he said, Julian, like, let's go now. For me, it was the was a dream to play in Premier League, especially in uh, in the in in London. And then you know, I, I knew already about the movie, you know, about Hooligan, the movie Hooligan. Mate. I think you should get on the next train and fuck off out of here. Oh, yeah. Before something bad happens. Maybe we'll be interested to see exactly what that is. I mean, you're not exactly top flight mob these days, are you? Hey? More like a two bob mob. <laughs> see? Now that's just plain rude. But hey, if you fancy it, who are we to let you down? I was so exciting to play in in this kind of club because it's it's it was uh, a match with my mentality. You know, I'm a fighter. I'm, I like to fight for my club. I and when I knew the history of the club and everything, and I felt when I went there the connection uh, uh, with the fans, I was really, really, really happy. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to play there. It's crazy to to be a, a Amherst. Faubert is excited to sign for West Ham United that summer, especially after watching the movie Hooligans. Now, let's hear the perspective of a West Ham fan. Dave Walker has been a West Ham fan his entire life. He has his own podcast about the club called The West Ham Way. Dave was pretty much born into the club and he was looking forward to seeing Faubert play for West Ham when the club signed him in the summer of 2007. I remember that when he came to West Ham, um, people were excited. I think the fee at the time... God, was something in the region of know, five to seven million, something like that. So um, we was expecting pretty big things of him. you got to remember that was a bit of a turbulent time for West Ham because we was under <laughs> a very strange ownership in the Icelandic uh, owners at the time. And, um, you know, it was all a bit up in the air. I think, you know, from the fans' perspective, we were kind of half thinking that this was exciting because they were spending money. They were bringing players in on big contracts and we thought this is a real statement of intent to take the club forward. But unbeknownst to us at the time, in doing so, they were just crippling the football club. 
and it was a complete mismanagement and ultimately those people that were in charge are now bankrupt and it was just a complete and utter mess and they were signing players journeymen really that were injury prone and putting them on six-year contracts on 90 grand a week and we were just spiraling out of control really and I'm not too sure anyone really knew what was going on including the players. A lot of things were happening at West Ham at the time, but after signing, Faberis focused on only one thing, having an impact in his first season. He wants to learn English as soon as possible and even uses the Peppa Pig cartoons his kids watch to study the language. But during pre-season, he tears his Achilles and is out for over five months. Faubert feels the love of the West Ham fans then when they reach out to him to show their support. That bond becomes deeper later on, when Faubert loses his mother. She becomes ill and passes away. She was the most important person in Faubert's life. But he plays for West Ham a couple of days later. The West Ham fans deeply appreciate this. And it creates a special bond. You know, I travel a lot, playing many, many leagues in, in, in Europe and the world. And the, 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 I think this can happen can only happen in, in England. I had a hard time uh, when, I, when my mom passed away and then you know, I just for for memory, I I have to play because I I, I suppose at this time that's what she, she 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 wanted. So I played straight away, and the fans knew about this. And then it's it's the mentality of of the English football. You know, if you respect the club, if you give one hundred ten percent for the club, they will give you back, and they still give me back. You know, I'm still in contact with fans. When I went there with my kids, my my son said to me, "Dad, I felt like you never left because it's a uh, it's the feeling you have when you play in England, and uh, and they they it's the respect. Yeah, the the world it's the respect. They respect what I did uh, after after losing my mom, and that's that's why I love this club, and that's why I love England because what I felt when I was on the pitch. Uh, I didn't even know uh, the fans knew about this, but yeah, it, it was special. And after that, um, they always support me. They always push me. Uh, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know. I, f- I felt like I play with with someone on my back when I was tired and, and pushed me. So it, it, was, it was crazy. Faubert misses most of his first season at West Ham because of his injury. He begins the next season in the starting lineup under the new manager Gianfranco Zola. But... After a couple of disappointing results, Faubert becomes a substitute at West Ham. The team is about to play Fulham in January 2009, when Faubert gets a phone call that changes his life forever. I was on the on the coach and like ready to like we we were on we was on our way to to play in uh, in Fulham away, and I received a phone call like a French number. I pick up the call and. And a guy, French guy, explained to me like he was working for Real Madrid. Uh, they was interesting. We need to to arrange a meeting as quick as possible, as soon as possible, because the transfer market, uh, I think, closed the day after. And I said to just said to him, you know, I'm I'm on my way to play a game. I don't have time for this. And uh, I didn't take the call seriously, to be honest. And I switched off my phone straight away because I'm the kind of guy I need to be focused on what I I'm gonna do on the pitch. And when the game finished, switch on my phone and I, I, I had, to be honest, it was crazy. I had 40 of text messages from my agent to say, call me back, call me back, call me back. And uh, as well, uh, voicemail and everything. 
So I said, whoa, what, 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 what happened? And I called him, he said, Julian, I'm, I'm in Heathrow. He was in France, but he said, I'm in Heathrow now at the moment. You need to go home, take your clothes and come in the hotel because uh, I'm in the, 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 the lobby with the, the Real Madrid uh, representative and you have to come and talk because they, they want, really want you to sign for them. I said, okay. <laughs> I realized like it wasn't a joke. And then uh, I drive as quick as possible <laughs> to my home took my clothes and we went there. I stay all night, sleep there because, uh, you know, we start negotiate with West Ham and everything. And uh, at the end, the day after, in the morning, I took the plane to go in Madrid and take the medical. Uh, it was it was crazy because we went through many emotions because we start first, I was the second choice. The first choice was uh, Valencia and Valencia, he was in Wigan, but we was waiting about this because if, the deal between Wigan and Man United wasn't working. They will sign uh, Valencia. But I think in uh, during the night, uh, they received a phone call said, okay, Valencia signed or signed for Man United. And straight away, we start negotiate for uh, with West Ham. So it was uh, up and down, up and down many times. And then we're waiting, waiting with my agent. My agent, I think, smoked three packets of cigarettes uh, <laughs> in five hours but after that and we was happy and said okay we the deal is is done and and we went we take we took we took the plane Faber's agent calls the transfer a miracle Faber isn't even a regular starter at West Ham United at that point and all of a sudden he's moving to Real Madrid one of the biggest clubs on the planet the football club with the most Champions League titles ever Real Madrid even negotiates an option to sign Faber for three years after the loan deal West Ham fans are surprised as well. Out of nowhere, Faubert is joining Real Madrid. Here's Dave Walker. <laughs> it was incredible. Do you know what? I, I, I think that still goes down as one of the most bizarre transfers in football in history. It's incredible. I, 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 no one knew what to say. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. You know, when people think of Julian Faubert at West Ham, they like him. But he wasn't outstanding standing for West Ham and at the time West Ham wasn't a, a top four or even a top six club so to have any interest for any player from Real Madrid was strange but especially Julian so we, it was bizarre and we were gobsmacked really um, really gobsmacked we couldn't understand it and the funniest thing about the whole transfer there's quite a famous picture of when Julian signed for Real Madrid and he's holding up the Real Madrid shirt in the press conference and next to him is Di Stefano. And if you Google it, you'll see it yourself. He's, he's looking at Julian Fubert as if, with this puzzled look on his face as if to say, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's quite an iconic picture and it's really funny. But no, I mean, I don't really know what to say. It was just a strange, strange transfer. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. 
Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Now, to completely understand the transfer, we've got to understand what was going on behind the scenes at Real Madrid that season. Ramon Calderón was the president of the club that season, but Calderón had a hard time as president of Real Madrid. I called Ewan McTeer, an excellent football journalist based in Madrid, to get to know what was going on at Real Madrid. Here's Ewan on the state of Real Madrid that season. Behind the scenes at Real Madrid, the behind the scenes politics were always going to make life difficult for Calderón. And he presented his own resignation um, in January 2009, on the 16th of January 2009, right in the middle of that winter transfer market. And that meant there had to be an interim president in the middle of the season before elections could be held in the summer. And that man was Vicente Baluda, who was the president who ended up executing uh, this transfer. So a man called Vicente Baluda took over as president of Real Madrid in the middle of the winter transfer window. He had a difficult job to do because Real Madrid was struggling that season. The club started that season with manager Bernd Schuster, but he stepped down after some disappointing results. He was then succeeded by Juan de Ramos, who came over from Tottenham Hotspur. So they brought in Juan de Ramos to, to try to fix things. It got a little bit better, but but not so much more so. So that coaching change was was another another spanner in the works of that season. Uh, Juan de Ramos was already the, the coach by the time January uh, came around and he really wanted a right winger. They hadn't signed a right winger in that summer of 2008. Famously, they spent all that summer trying to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, in the end, they didn't. They signed Van de Vaart and few others that summer. They didn't make many signings in that 2008 summer. So Wandy Ramos really needed just right-sided players, right back, right wing, anybody to come in. And that's why he requested one. But he had to request that to a president who didn't necessarily have the authority to make a massive long-term signing because there were going to be club elections in a few months in the summer. Presentation, not many people went. Um, it was on a it was on a cold, rainy Monday um, on like the first day of February. Only 50 fans um, were able to be there. It wasn't necessarily the big glamour signing that the fans wanted. It was more of a coach's signing. It was the signing he wanted. He just wanted an extra body for the right side uh, of the squad. So the fans weren't necessarily too excited, but there was a bit of a buzz. It did make the front page of the of the Madrid papers the next day after it was announced. Um, but of course, they wanted uh, something bigger because in that summer of 2008, they'd, they'd been promised Cristiano Ronaldo for, for several weeks of that summer. So um, they maybe expected something bigger. After his presentation in the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium, Faubert joins his teammates. Players like Raul, Cannavaro and Sergio Ramos. Faubert is entering a new world. It's, it's a different world, you know. We say in French, it's the creme de la creme, so it's the best of the best. You are in a, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So everything was ready for me. Everything was arranged already for me. The, you know, the school for my kids, my house, and the, my car and everything. So it's a different world. And when you arrive in the office and you see the shirt of Raul, Salgado, or Gucci, Casillas, you said, okay. I'm in the Casablanca now at the moment, so it's it's a big thing for me because same for, as a kid, uh, all the kids want to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. It's even my kids want to play for them. So me to be there, realizing a, a dream 
it's 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 incredible. People make jokes about me or about things, but you know this kind of club don't sign players for charity. They sign players because they saw something. So for me, I took the step and when they are trained, trained with the best player in the world and. Uh, I was with uh, the, the the Ballon d'Or, uh, Cannavaro, or Van Nistelrooy, or you know, or all the the Dutch people who, who play in the, the highest level in the world. So, but they they still like players like me. So they make friends. But when you go on the pitch, the quality is crazy. You know, it's the the game is quicker. The quality, the technique, the technique is it's the best you can you can see. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you arrive like for me to be honest, it take five seconds like to to observe and everything to to watch and then I said you know what you're a player like them try to be to do your best and be focused and I start to play and to be honest I improve a lot but it, it was uh, it was crazy two weeks after Fobert arrived at the club Real Madrid plays a home game against Racing Santander in La Liga Julien Fobert makes his debut in the squad sitting on the bench he sees Gonzalo Higuain score the opening goal after 60 minutes Fobert is brought on Replacing Arjen Robben. Ah, it's um, it's it's a crazy stadium. It's a it's it's, it's different than uh, than the Camp Nou in Barcelona because it, the Camp Nou is quite open. This one, it's like you have four walls straight, and uh, they go. Uh, you know, you have uh, four floors and everything. So when I go to warm up you can they, they clap them the hands and everything so you feel like okay now it's uh, what you see on the TV you 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 in it so it, it was a, a great feeling that I tried to stay focused and then when I come in to be honest when I was on the pitch I only see the first row oh, above above I don't even see anything I just was on the pitch see what happened but the, just the first row because if you start uh, be a, a fan or a spectator to watch at, at the top, you, you, you're dead. So I try to be focused. I think I missed my first ball, so I felt a little bit the pressure of the crowd and everything. And then, OK, now I have to go and then I start. And uh, I don't play a lot over there, but I, I really have some great memories. A couple of weeks after making his debut for Real Madrid, Faubert travels to Bilbao with the squad for an away game against Athletic de Bilbao. Bilbao is the biggest city in the Basque country, an autonomous region in Spain. People there don't tend to like the capital Madrid, and they absolutely hate Real Madrid. Faubert remembers how people shouted at them, threw rocks and spat at them, but Faubert was loving all of it. It's it's unbelievable, it's crazy over there, because they hate Madrid, they hate Madrid, because it's the club of the, the king and they hate Madrid, so... When we went there, we was on the coach. We received some big rock on the coach, on the glass and everything. And when you start to warm up on the side, it's crazy. They want to, I, I, I can see they want to kill you, but it's, uh, I love this kind of atmosphere. I, I play football to, to feel this and it was great. It was really great, but the atmosphere was crazy, like really electric. And, uh, to be honest, that's why I, I, I loved, I loved before the, the job because it's, uh, I play football for, for these feelings. Faubert plays another 24 minutes that game. A couple of weeks later, he makes headlines in the Spanish media, but not because of something he does on the pitch. During a home game against Villarreal, Faubert is benched and closes his eyes for a moment. A photographer takes a picture and Faubert becomes a headline. He's framed in the Spanish media as the Real Madrid player who fell asleep during a game. 
when you play for Real Madrid, Barcelona, you need to be careful about everything. And that's why the, the players talk with the hands uh, on, on their mouth because you can't, you have to be careful about everything. And after after the this these things happen, uh, the 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 guy who was responsible of the press said to me, Julian, you need to be careful about everything because even during the game, you have cameras on the pitch, but you have cameras and people who take picture just for the bench to see what happened, to see if something happened. And I was, to be honest, kind of a little bit pissed off because the, the manager won't make won't make a substitute. So I was a little bit pissed off. I closed my eyes. Poof a little bit for what well, like five seconds. Like okay, Julian, calm down. It's you're gonna have your chance after and everything. And at this time they took a picture. Then they took my head that like and they said I fell asleep. But I just closed my eyes to to like recentrate everything. And but I, I won't sleep. I can't sleep. I mean, you imagine you play for Real Madrid in Liga and you fell asleep. <laughs> I think you're crazy if you do this. So it's just. Uh, but it's 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 Madrid. Uh, sometimes newspapers don't have nothing. They have nothing to to write, and they try to make stories to 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 say something about the club. So it, it didn't touch me because I know what what kind of professional I I I, I am. So yeah, I just say okay, let's let's people talk. I know I know who I am. I know what professional I am. So I don't care. Faubert makes headlines again in Spain that season when he once forgets a training session because of a miscommunication. The manager, Juan Ramos, immediately forgives him, but it adds to the weirdness of the transfer. After a little over four months at the club, Real Madrid decides not to sign Faubert on a three-year deal. Faubert is not surprised or disappointed. I, I felt just felt like I didn't had my chance to prove something. That's it. But at the end, it was a normal choice. Respect the choice. I really enjoyed my time over there. I learned a lot from the best of the best. So it's okay, you know. I'm 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 honest with myself. So it was it was okay for that. Faubert collects his things and says goodbye to the stars he played with: Arjen Robben, Sergio Ramos, Raúl. But more than with the other players, he developed a good bond with the backroom staff. So he especially takes his time to say goodbye to these people at Real Madrid. My mom had had uh, three or four jobs. Sometimes she cleaned for for people, for rich people. She cleaned in the hotel. She cleaned clothes. She ironed clothes for people. So all the time when I went to the club, I felt like when my mom was working, I always I I will be happy if the people for who she work will respect her. So that's why I always when I went in the changing room when I saw people who watching clothes. I never throw my clothes on the floor. I took my clothes, go in the laundry and give my clothes because it's respect. They work for us. They make, I make, they make our life better. So the minimum I can do it's respect. So that's why I say bye to this kind of people they, because they, they was always kind with me. And, uh, I did this for all my club. And, uh, Sometimes when I came back to the club I played, I saw these people and they hugged me straight away because they they always remember like we always we respect each other, you know, because at the end I was born like everybody and I will die with, with like everybody. So I'm not a superman, I'm not God, I'm just a man like them and the minimum I can do is is to give respect. Faubert returns to West Ham United where he plays three more years. Here's Dave Walker on what Faubert meant for the West Ham fans. 
when I think of Julian, I think someone that gave 110%. He worked really hard. He embraced the football club. He understood the football club. You know, he could play right back. He could play right wing. He had a good cross on him. He got stuck in with a tackle. He was also part of some iconic moments at West Ham as a team. So obviously he got relegated as a player. He got promoted as a player. And that promotion back in 2012 when Vaz Tay put it in the roof of the net and we were back in the Premier League, he was very much a part of that day. So I think collectively with Julian, I think we look back and we think he had the right attitude. Um, he had the right, right work rate. He was a good man and um, and he could play. And he was also, you know, I think he enjoyed a, a real eventful time over those five years at West Ham. So, yeah, I think when any West Ham fan looks back, they, they look at him in, um, in high regard, really. And a very nice man too. Faubert left West Ham in 2012, having played over 100 games for the club. He then played in Turkey for a bit and returned to Bordeaux for a couple of years. Faubert spent his last years as a professional football player at clubs in Scotland, Finland and on the Indonesian island of Borneo. He retired in 2019 and now works as an assistant manager at Etoile Fréjus and Raphael, a club at the Côte d'Azur. It's 20 minutes from Cannes, so it's a really south of France, sunny place. Uh, holiday place for foreigner and and French people. It's a, it's a quiet it's a quiet uh, city, but it's a, it's a really really lovely city. You have the sun uh, 300 uh, days a year, so it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of good life. And uh, and I have my two kids with me, uh, my family. I'm enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it's it's a a really nice place. So I'm assistant coach with the first team. So it's like kind of uh, one, two, three. It's like a uh, league four in England. So I'm assistant coach, and then I'm always I'm as well first coach for you the U17 in the club. So I pass my badges, learning, study, and uh, I want to go at the top. I want to go at, uh, but I'm working for the club who give me the chance to coach, give me the chance to to settle a little bit my life here. I'm enjoyed it, my new life because it's a new life. I'm learning as well. It's it's good. It's a, it's a lot of work, but I'm I'm really happy. I'm really I enjoy my life now. Faubert is in a good place right now. He seems happy, and he cherishes the memories he has from his career as a professional football player. I'm proud. I'm proud of what I did, and especially I'm proud of what I from where I come from. And where I arrive, I'm really proud of this. Uh, I always make my choice and never, never get regrets. You know, I always assume what I did, even if it was a wrong choice. But I always assume this. But um, I feel proud. I feel proud. I'm, and especially one thing, it's uh, I realized all my dreams when I was kids. Because when I start to be, when I when I was five or six, I always said to my mom, I want to be professional. But I always make state in my head. And my first step was to go in academy. I did it. And then to play in, uh, on the TV because at, at this time in our generation, it wasn't the, really the money. It was to play on the TV and your parents can see you on the TV. And then uh, to play with the national team, I did it. And to play in Real Madrid or Barcelona, and I did it as well. So no regrets. Happy what I did. Uh, I realized all the my, ki- my dream kids. And I, especially, I make proud uh, my mom when she was there, and uh, and my kids as well. They're proud at the moment. They 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 like to ask me, "Oh, daddy, how was this? How was this?" So 
that's that's the main that's the main thing to be honest the main thing and i did the best job one of the best job in the world you know you wake up in the morning you train two hours and then uh, you win money so what i what i can complain it was it was it was a great time that's good to hear man yeah. uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me for this podcast thank you thank you for your patience i'm sorry <laughs> no no problem man this was great thank you very much thank you have a good weekend have a good day man you too bye-bye bye-bye So that's the story of Julien Faubert. He's sometimes used as a meme online because of his unexpected and short transfer to Real Madrid. But there were a couple of factors that made it possible. It probably wouldn't have happened if the president of Real Madrid, Ramon Calderon, hadn't resigned that transfer window and an interim president, Vicente Boluda, executed the transfers. It probably wouldn't have happened if the manager Bernd Schuster didn't resign that season at Real Madrid and was replaced by Juan de Ramos, who had seen Faubert play in the Premier League. And it definitely wouldn't have happened if Real Madrid managed to sign Antonio Valencia as their first option. But everything fell into place for Faubert to get his transfer to Real Madrid. Even though he made only two appearances for the club, no one can take that experience away from Faubert. Faubert came a long way since playing in the streets of Le Havre as a kid. He played in the Champions League with Bordeaux, made his debut for the national team of France wearing Zinedine Zidane's number. He made his dream come true by playing in the Premier League with West Ham United. And those four months at Real Madrid were the cherry on top. His mother must have been so proud of him. I want to thank Julian Faubert, Dave Walker and Ewan McTeer for their time. Subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to get a free article every time we upload an episode. You can do that at thehomeoffootball.substack.com. My name is Sam Verraat. Thank you for listening and on to the next story in the home of football. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.